the children in the hands of the armenians by b b warfield this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org professor charles w rischel of boston university has written a very interesting little book on the relation of little children to christianity and to the christian church footnote the child as god's child by rev charles w rischel ph d professor of historical theology in boston university school of theology new york eden and mainz cincinnati jennings and graham nineteen o four and footnote the object he has set before him is the very laudable one of pleading for the religious education of children in order to give force to his pleading he argues the possibility of religion in children of the tenderest years he insists on the importance for them of religious instruction and example he demands of the church recognition of their church membership and provision for their care and development as children of god with the same right to the privileges of god's church as other members as he expresses it he pleads with the church to count the children in not out the significance of the book is that it emanates from arminian circles and reasons from arminian postulates this is its significance and this is its weakness there is no other system of belief of widespread influence in the churches to which it is not a commonplace and mere matter of course that children are capable of religious life from their very earliest years and ought to be recognized from their infancy as members of christ's church and brought up in its fold and under its fostering care there is no other system of belief of widespread influence in the churches to which these principles are logically so unconformable professor rischel has undertaken a most important task in pleading for them in armenian circles he has undertaken a task difficult to the verge of impossibility in pleading for them on armenian principles the children must certainly be a source of gravest concern to a consistently armenian reasoner the fundamental principle of arminianism is that salvation hangs upon a free intelligent choice of the individual will that salvation is in fact the result of the acceptance of god by man rather than of the acceptance of man by god the logic of this principle involves in hopeless ruin all who by reason of tenderness of years are incapable of making such a choice on this teaching all those who die in infancy should perish while those who survive the years of immaturity might just as well be left to themselves until they arrive at the age of intelligent option let no one suppose that we are insinuating that our arminian brethren live on these principles they are far from doing this they people heaven with infants who die in infancy infants who are saved by the sovereign grace of god operating quite independently of cooperation on their own part infants dying in infancy certainly cannot improve grace and that is to say those who die in infancy if they are saved at all must be saved on the calvinistic principle of monogistic grace and it is not to be believed that our arminian brethren neglect the religious training of their children more than other christians it must be confessed however that professor rischel brings grievous charges against what from his representations must be a considerable party in his church he charges that they prosecute the religious training of their children with some degree of listlessness on wrong presuppositions and in wide circles with no firmly grounded expectation that it will bear particularly rich fruit this much at least must be allowed that in no other than armenian circles could such indifference to the religion of childhood or to the recognition by the church of the membership of children in it as is here charged entrench itself in the recognized principles of the system 
the sacerdotalist holds that in baptism god has placed in his hands the instrument by which the child of the tenderest years may be incorporated into the church and into christ failure to baptize any child to whom he could obtain proper access would be to him a crime against humanity and against the love of god failure to recognize all baptized children as members of the mystical body of christ would be to him blasphemy against the holy ordinance and the power of the spirit of god which works through it the reformed christian suspending salvation for all alike upon the sovereign grace of god alone operating in accordance with god's covenanted purposes of mercy points with confidence to the terms of the promise to you and to your children he enjoins parents who trust in the covenanted mercy of god therefore to present their children on the credit of his promise to the lord in baptism and to bring them up in his nurture and admonition and he enjoins the church to recognize them by means of this holy ordinance as god's children heirs of all the promises and to take order for their training as such that they may adorn in life and conduct the gospel by which they are saved failure to recognize them as the children of god would be to him treason against that very covenant in whose terms he finds all his own warrant for hope and peace the arminian on the other hand strenuously contends that all that god has done or does looking to the salvation of man has been done with reference to the mass and the salvation of the individual absolutely depends therefore on his own improvement of the universal provision he is under constant temptation therefore to look upon the individual as outside the church the company of god's people until by his own act of choice of christ as his portion he has incorporated himself into it this means of course an inherent tendency in the logic of the system to count the children out if the incorporation of the individual into christ and therefore into his church depends on his own voluntary act of intelligent choice how indeed can children as yet incapable of choice be counted in one would think it tolerably clear that they would be counted out until they arrive at such years as they may intelligently and voluntarily count themselves in dr rischel's effort to correct this sad state of things among our arminian brethren must of course meet with the deepest sympathy of every christian heart only we cannot say that he goes about his task in a very hopeful way obviously the root of the difficulty lies in the arminian doctrine of the function of the human will in salvation but dr rischel does not attack the problem by seeking to correct this error from all that appears he is himself firmly holden in it and would think of nothing so little as commending to his brethren a frank abandonment of their fundamental postulate of autosoteric christianity he elects to approach the problem therefore from another angle and seeks to meet the difficulty by bringing into prominence another doctrine of at least evangelical arminianism this is a doctrine which as dr rischel suggests has fallen somewhat into the background in the mind of the average arminian as well indeed it might seeing that it clearly stands in direct contradiction to the fundamental arminian postulate that in the salvation of the individual everything depends upon his exercise of his own power of free choice this doctrine is the postulate by which the wesleyans have sought to cure the pelagianizing tendencies of original arminianism by declaring to put it somewhat roughly that all men come into the world already saved that at least is the way the old evangelical arminianism put it though no doubt a new arminianism which is much the same as the old rationalism may prefer to phrase it that all men come into the world safe this doctrine it seems has in its more evangelical form stood in the thought of arminianism heretofore rather as a theoretical postulate saving its theoretical evangelicalism than as a practical principle of thought and action 
dr rischel proposes to bring it out of its position of innocuous desuetude and to make it the basis of recognizing children as the children of god demanding recognition and treatment appropriate to that condition the fundamental proposition of dr rischel's book becomes thus the hitherto as it seems somewhat neglected arminian doctrine that all children are born into the world in a state of salvation his contention is that this being the case children are not to be looked upon as subjects who are to be saved they must not be dealt with therefore as subjects who are to be trained for salvation they are rather to be thought of as already saved and are to be treated as needing to be trained only to preserve intact the salvation of which they are already possessors he spares no emphasis or reiteration to make this fundamental proposition plain and he omits no effort to give it validity in his entire conception of the work of the parent and child in child training children having no guilt of original sin need no forgiveness being already in a state of grace they need no conversion they are at least as free from corruption and as well placed in every respect as adult converts see for example pages thirty four thirty seven thirty eight forty one forty three etc they ought not to be taught therefore that they require a saviour they ought not to be told that they are to repent of their sins and to rest on the saviour in faith and faith only they ought rather to be instructed that they are in a state of grace and that they need only to preserve intact that good thing that has been committed to them as one reads on from page to page he is appalled by the extremity to which dr rischel pushes these contentions what he says it is to be observed is not that the children of believing parents are to be presumed on the strength of the covenant promises to be the children of god and are to be treated accordingly this is a reformed doctrine and we could only wish that dr rischel and all our arminian brethren were not only almost but altogether such as we are in it what he says he says of all children that come into the world without exception he formally bases a doctrine of universal baptism of children upon this postulate since all children are born saved they all without exception have an indefeasible right to the temporal as well as to the eternal gifts of god to his people nor does he say that we should treat children as presumably the objects of god's mercy present them to god in faith and seek the gifts of grace for them he says that they are already all of them the possessors of god's saving grace that they have all of them already been born anew as truly and as effectively as any adult convert that they all of them without exception begin life on this high plane and that their only concern is to preserve the salvation they already all of them enjoy and to keep the grace they all of them possess one is dismayed as he thinks of the vigour of the doctrine of falling from grace which is here involved every mother's son of the children of the heathen throughout the world the large majority of the children born in christendom even a considerable portion of the children of christian parents forthwith fall from grace on the first motions of conscious life and so serious is this fall that as dr rischel tells us only sixty per cent of the christian children who attend sabbath school for example ever find their way even into the church as an external organization to say nothing now of finding their way to christ in this state of the facts surely whatever may be its theoretical value in evangelicalizing the arminian system the practical value of the postulate that all children are born in a state of grace is as nothing and we cannot wonder that our arminian brethren have neglected it and have diligently sought to save their children born saved or not they are no longer saved when they come under our observation and every christian heart will be zealous to secure or recover as we choose to call it salvation for them 
in recommending parents and the church to reverse their methods to cease to seek the salvation of their little ones and to treat them consistently as all already by virtue of their very nature saved or at least safe we fear that dr rischel has pressed beyond the mark and if his teaching were universally adopted we very greatly fear we should soon find that the quotation would need to be filled out to its bitter end we shall not benefit the children by teaching them or by teaching those who have their spiritual good in charge that their part in salvation is so of nature that the faithful saying that christ jesus came into the world to save sinners has but a modified application to them there is much in dr rischel's book about the duty of christian parents and of the christian church to their children which it is well to say and which is well said perhaps the whole of it might be read with profit by an arminian parent who is imbued with the terrible notion dr rischel is our authority for fearing it may exist among our arminian brethren that children must be left untrammelled to exercise their own free choice as to salvation when the choosing time comes as against such a dreadful idea he rightly pleads the duty and profit of christian nurture and seeks to put on the hearts of his readers the biblical precept train up a child in the way he should go we have heard of a mr rufus hood who sought to put this shocking principle into practice and met with results which scarcely commended themselves even to his genial biographer what would the world be if all were constance trescott's but the whole of dr rischel's counsel is so vitiated by his fundamentally false postulate that its universal adoption would be as noxious as perhaps more noxious than the abuse which he seeks to correct we have spoken of the postulate as finding its best expression in popular speech in the assumption that all children are born saved but we have also spoken of it as perhaps more accurately expressed by declaring that they are all born safe the difference of expression marks the difference between evangelical arminian and the pelagianizing or to use a more modern term the rationalizing arminian the difference is a purely theoretical one it has no practical significance in either case every child is presumed to come into the world in no need of saving in either case the problem with the human race is not to save it but to keep it from getting lost so to state the problem is to a believer in the scriptural revelation already to dismiss it surely the bible does not think of the world as a saved world which needs only to be kept saved but as a lost world which needs saving to say that this lost estate in which the world is found is for every generation purely postnatal may be an easy rejoinder for those who are determined to support a theory and are careless of the props used but it can convince nobody everybody knows in his heart of hearts that the world is by nature a lost world and that he himself has been born a child of wrath even as the others to tell him that this is not true is to him the prime absurdity and it will matter little whether he is told he is born saved or safe the difference between the two answers is in fact a difference of tone rather than of principle the one reveals a deeper sense of dependence on christ for all the goods of this life and the next the other reveals a stronger feeling of self-dependence arminianism and rationalism how close they lie together the human soul is too much of a unit and its faculties too little separable entities for a strong feeling of autonomy in the one sphere of its operations to fail to work its way through all say that arminianism is formally thalematism rather than rationalism it is certain that thalematism will never escape the dangers of emotionalism or of rationalism according as the temperament or temperature of the individual opens this or the other channel for its extension 
dr rischel's temperament appears to be that which is more inclined to the rationalistic side and there is accordingly a very unpleasant tone of rationalism running through the whole volume he makes visible efforts to keep true to current methodist conceptions the efforts are indeed too visible too obviously needed and the leaven of rationalism is working throughout the whole discussion the very ideal of the christian life as well as of christian training suffers in consequence dr rischel sums up his appeal at the close of his volume in some very beautiful words so to train a human being from infancy to maturity he says as that he will never fall into the evils of an unbridled appetite that he will lead a clean pure helpful life that he will find in the service of god and the service of his fellow-man his chief joy that he will gladly take his place by the side of christ in the saving of other human beings this is worth while it certainly would be worth while can it be done that is not indeed the question but a very important question the question is whether when it is done all is done or indeed in the deepest sense of the word anything is done we have been told of one for whom as nearly probably as in the case of any one who has lived on the earth all this was done the note of his character was expressed in the great declaration all these things all the things commanded by the law of god have i obeyed from my youth up when he saw jesus with the natural impulse of one so trained and so richly endowed he wished to take his place by his side good master he called him and fell on his knees at his feet and jesus looking upon him loved him surely here if anywhere may be found dr rischel's well-trained youth was there nothing lacking in his case according to the judgment of our lord everything was lacking seeing him and seeing his lack seeing how difficult it was for him to perceive what he lacked and how impossible for him to supply it our lord was moved to deliver his great discourse on the human impossibility of salvation and by this example we may see that dr rischel's programme of training for youth lacks everything to the point what is lacking in it is the whole evangelical note there is lacking all sense of the joy of redemption from sin what will dr rischel make of the great declaration verily i say unto you there is more joy in heaven over one sinner that repenteth than over ninety and nine just persons who need no repentance where in his whole scheme is there place for the joy of believing where for the fervour of love where for the inextinguishable bliss of redemption worth while so to train a child that he will never fall into the evils of unbridled appetite worth while to teach a child to live a clean life worth while to train a child to zeal in religious and humanitarian activity of course it is worth while but there are some things that are much more worth while than these great things as these are it is much more worth while to train a child to recognize the sinfulness of his heart and the amazing deceit and subtlety of its sinful movements it is much more worth while to teach him to contemplate with ceaseless wonder the unspeakable love of god in the gift of his only begotten son as a sacrifice for the sin of the world it is much more worth while to lead him to this saviour's feet in humble trust in his blood and righteousness it is much more worth while to implant within his soul a longing for the gift of the spirit by whom being born anew he is led onward in the holy walk with god his saviour oh certainly it is worth while to teach a child that he ought to be good and to train him in good thoughts and good words and good deeds but it is infinitely better worth while to teach him how he can become good and no more now than at any other period in the world's life is there any other dynamic for goodness than just jesus christ 
now too as ever the great principle holds good not out of works but unto good works which god has afore prepared that we should walk in them the frozen reasons cold apart there may be some mild pleasure in that surely but the joy of salvation nothing can take the place of that in any heart young or old of course if children do not need saving there can be no need of bringing them to jesus or of teaching them to trust humbly in jesus jesus in that case is not jesus to them for they called his name jesus because he should save his people from their sins only we wonder then why he took the little children in his arms and said of such is the kingdom of heaven and then these little children grow up and did any one ever see one who had grown up and had not need of jesus not as one to whose side he might come to help him save the world but as one to whose feet he might flee to receive from him the salvation of the soul it is a sad thing if there are any christian parents anywhere who fail in their duty to give their children a full and rich religious training we have to learn religion as we have to learn anything else it would be an infinitely sadder thing if any christian parents anywhere should teach their children that they do not need salvation and do not need to seek it diligently and when they have found it to sell all that they have and purchase it End of the children in the hands of the armenians by b b warfield